Welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. Today we have the incredible holistic business and mindset coach, Amina Altai, with us. Now, she spent over a decade grappling with the fast-paced career in marketing that we all know very well, while also dealing with two autoimmune diseases. So she got burnout very quick, and in hopes of healing her own life, she sought training through mindfulness, fitness, and nutrition with her goal to really teach others how to do that as well. And so we dive into a lot of what that looks like for her, how she has been able to navigate and pivot and grow while dealing with all of the circumstances of life that can come our way. She also has worked with some incredible companies like Outdoor Voices, Entrepreneur Magazine, Thrive Global, Mind Body Green. So she knows how to really tie in her purpose and her passion with her marketing. So this is a great episode to check out. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Hello, Amina. How are you? Good. Thanks, Julie. How are you? I'm doing so good. I'm so excited to dive into our conversation today. I feel like what you bring to the table is so pertinent to now and kind of what everyone is going through. Um, so I'm really excited to to kind of dive in and would love if you would share just a little bit about you know, your experience and your journey through you know, your career in marketing on top of having two autoimmune diseases and then what that burnout was like for you and how that helped you kind of step into what your purpose and your passion really is now today. Ooh, I love it. Open it up with a big juicy one. <laughs> Such a good question. And Thank it's you. so wonderful to be having this conversation with you because I do feel that there is so much synergy between our work and just honored to, to be here and having this conversation. So... I started my career in marketing um, over 15 years ago, and I started in Cartier in their jewelry department, and it was an incredible experience. It's a beautiful brand to work with, but very early into that experience, I knew that I wanted to work with emerging entrepreneurs. And so I wrote a business plan and I pitched it to someone that I'd gone to school with, and we basically co-founded a marketing agency. And the idea behind this agency was to work with emerging entrepreneurs um, and basically take sweat equity in their brands and then also work with bigger brands to really kind of grow the business. And it was an incredible opportunity. I basically call it my MBA because I learned so much in that time. And I was running the business. I was managing lots and lots of clients. I was on the strategy side. And about seven years in, I started to not feel so great. I was taking care of my employees, taking care of my clients, and putting myself at the very bottom of my to-do list. And so I really ignored the symptoms for a long time until I couldn't really ignore them anymore. And I had this moment where I burned out and was diagnosed with two autoimmune diseases. And it was a very dramatic moment. I remember getting a call from my doctor at the time, and she said, Amina, if you don't go to the hospital now, instead of going to work, you are days away from multiple organ failure. So I had gotten myself to the point where I was so run down, so sick that I literally had to make this choice of, you know, do I continue working the way that I'm working or do I reevaluate everything and choose to really thrive? So 
after that, I basically had my eat, pray, love year where I went back to school to study nutrition, to study mindfulness, to study movement, all the while continuing to work in the marketing space and started to become so lit up by what was available to me when I actually felt well and whole that I thought there's got to be a way that I can teach this and pay it forward. And so I put together my own curriculum and um, went back to school to study coaching and then just started to get on the court with this work and just evolved it little by little over time. But I call the, you know, the mess or the messiness was there was an important message in there for me. And it really became this pivot point in my life and became the medicine that I was meant to share with others. So it was a tough moment, but I'm very grateful for it because it led me here. Mm. And speaking of here, how, how was that process of that transition? Cause you talk about, you know, you were, you were met with this, you know, this circumstance out completely out of your control mm-hmm. and you had to make the choice of really saving your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And how was that shift to you or for you? How was that journey of, okay, how do I take everything that I've ever known to, 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 to work on, to, to be a part of, and now shift it kind of dramatically onto the other side of the scale into what you do now? Yeah. So it wasn't linear at all. And it was very circuitous in fact, but looking back and also being a marketer too, I know how to tell a story, (laughs) but it was quite circuitous. But the big thing was I gave myself permission to try things on for size and say, okay, this is the right next step. And now that I'm feeling a little better, having taken this one right next step, I'm a little clearer and I can take the next right next step. So it was really this process. And I did try a lot of things on for size and stand in them and realize, you know what, actually that isn't for me. You know, part of the way there before I even came to coaching, I had actually created a corporate wellness business and it was incorporating all of these wellness tools that I'd learned, but I had completely abandoned my business background. And so I decided, you know what, this seems like a good idea at the time, but this is a part of the story, not the whole story. So it's taking those one right actions every step of the way, and then giving ourselves permission to abandon what doesn't feel right and aligned for us. Mm. And how did you have the foresight or the wherewithal to to know when to listen to yourself and, and not only to know, but then to actually have the courage to take action on it. So it's so interesting. I think we all have our paths and our way of doing things. So for me, I, I used to force things to happen. So if I saw a path forward and I wanted something to happen, I would literally force it into reality and I have a lot of energy. And so I would, I would make things happen, but I don't believe that is the right way for things to unfold for us. I think that when we meet resistance, we should question what that resistance is about and then evaluate a next path forward. So I think some of the places where I really went wrong or took a misstep was really trying to force life to happen. And I think that's partly why I had this burnout. And so I think those moments of, you know, pausing and reevaluating and asking ourselves, why isn't this working? Is there another way that's less force, more flow, and then living into that? Oh, that's so good. I love that. Um, And so how did you discover through that journey of trial and error, through allowing yourself to try things on for size, that, you know, offering your services in the way that you do now and the models that you do now was the right path for you? Because I feel like from a lot of our listeners, you know, they'll get this idea of like, okay, this is what, this is my message to the world. This is my purpose. But do I coach? Do I create a program? Do I do a workshop? Do I do an event? Like, how were you able to figure out the best way to get your message out into the world? Yeah, such a great question. And I think part of it was trying things on for size. And I think another part of it was 
arming myself or being surrounded by the right conversations and mentors to really show me the way forward too. So when I looked at my current career and where my assets were and where my genius was, coaching was a logical progression and next step because I'd worked in the marketing space. I had been a consultant. And so I knew that I could strategically have these conversations with people. And it was once it was adjacent to coaching, if you will. And so that made sense to me to go to coaching first for before going to a digital course or figuring anything like that out. And then having these, you know, wonderful women around me that were working in the space and sort of showing me the way and telling me about their stories and inviting me to try things on for size. I'm the type of person where I can imagine all of the permutations or I can imagine all of the experiences that could come to life. But until I stand in it, I don't know if it's right for me. So I really would design these MVPs, these minimal viable products or offerings, try them on and say, okay, this does feel right. And then if it didn't say, okay, what could the next adjacency be or the next right thing be for me? So it was partly having these incredible women around me, encouraging the conversation, partly looking at what was adjacent to what I was already doing. And then thirdly, really allowing myself to stand in something and decide if it felt right or not. And when you, when you start to kind of dive into this and you start showing up for women and supporting them and coaching them, what do you see is their biggest block between where they are and where they want to go? Ooh, another juicy one. I love that. So it's interesting because I think we attract what we are. So as someone who's a reformed perfectionist and basically was the consummate chameleon, I had basically designed this career trying to be everything for everyone but myself. And so there was, I was wearing this mask essentially. So I climbed this first mountain in my career and I looked around and I thought this isn't it because I wasn't being the truest version of me. So the women that tend to work with me are the ones that have sort of lived life by the shoulds, like, oh, I should do this. And my family thinks I should do this. And society thinks I should do this. Then they get to that place and they say, oh, wow, this, this isn't for me at all. And so the biggest work that we do and some of the most exciting work that we do is really honoring people's genius. So peeling back all the layers that society, culture, family has projected onto us and then coming home to the truth of who we are and then designing our work from that place. So the biggest piece that lies between us and the great work of our life, I believe, is pulling off those layers of programming and standing in our genius. And it's so fun. like Getting to watch women really come home to themselves and say, wow, I am magnificent at this thing and I'm going to design my work around it is so incredible. I love that. Um, and I love how it's it, like what you were talking about. It's, it's really about holding the space for them to come into themselves and for them to realize those things. Um, I think that that is, that's key. And I would love for you to share the, the different types of ways in which you've seen that you're able to show up and support women, or I guess the ways that you, that you love doing it the most. I know that you have a lot of different ways in which people can align and work with you. Um, mm-hmm. But what are the ways in which you, you really love to do it the most? I would say by far and away, my favorite is the deep dive day. So people can either come to me and do the deep dive day as a standalone item, or it kicks off a coaching package. And what's so powerful about those days is that we are doing the zones of genius. We're doing values. We're peeling off all the layers like I was talking about before and really coming home to ourselves and recreating our core beliefs. Because for many of us, we're you know designing our lives and orienting our compass based on beliefs that aren't even ours because we've never really sat down to re-examine them. So in those deep dive days, we're doing all of the core beliefs work, removing any limiting beliefs 
standing in our genius, owning our values. And it's, it's a blue sky brainstorm. And I'm giving people permission to say, what is the great work that I want to do and that I want to lay claim to? And it's so inspiring to watch women step into that and allow themselves to go there. It's, it's really uplifting. It's beautiful. My friends, as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow, you need to scale, you need a marketing strategy, you need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on so you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff, and it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. And I would love to kind of dive into some of those um, core beliefs that you were talking about or limiting mm -hmm. beliefs. Um, what do you see as the common thread in some of the most, uh, the biggest blocks in our mindset or in our belief systems or in our stories that keep us from really stepping into who, who we are and what we should be doing? I think imposter syndrome is a really big one, particularly for women and women of color or immigrant communities. So I I love the work of Dr. Valerie Young on imposter syndrome. And she talks about the five types of perfectionists and the women that come to me. And this is true for a lot of women because we didn't see ourselves represented in certain spaces or in certain careers. So in the back of our mind or in our subconscious, we don't believe that we belong there. And so there's so much incredible work to do to overcome those beliefs so that we feel like we can stand in that place. And 
we're so worthy of it and we can make space for ourselves there. So that's a big piece of the puzzle. And I see it as, as a real common thread around the, the women that I attract. And that's partly been my story too. You know, part of the reason that I was living life by the shoulds and I, you know, the, the programming was because I didn't feel worthy just being myself. So there's a lot of imposter syndrome we need to work through to really stand firmly in, in our truth. I love that. And I, I would agree. I think that's such a, good, a, a great way of explaining that. And um, I know that you also talk a lot about what you have found that all of our bodies kind of need in order for us to be successful in our work in life. Um, what are some of those things and how can those that are listening start to try to best cultivate you know, feeding our bodies literally and figuratively in a way that actually helps us stay successful. Yeah. So I call it different forms of nourishment. And I believe that we all have an authentic nourishment code. So different ways that our bodies and our lives need to be nourished specific to us. So when I was on my journey, the first place I took a hit was in my physical body. I wasn't really filling myself up with a career that was right and true for me. And you know, my relationships weren't sound and I didn't have the right community and I didn't have good boundaries. And it expressed itself as physical disease. And so it might show up in our lives in slightly different ways. It might be physical disease. It might be anxiety. It might be real, real strong discomfort in the career that we're in. But in any of these spaces that we're feeling real discomfort, it's generally speaking, there's some uh, lack of nourishment there. So I invite people to look at everything from the way we physically fill ourselves up with food and movement and meditation, to the relationships we have, to the boundaries we have, to our relationship with money, really running the gamut and saying, okay, where are the areas where we feel the least fulfilled, that we're not nourished? And then identifying why and what are the stories there? And then putting together a plan that allows us to nourish ourselves in ways that are true for us and then seeing how we feel and then adjusting as we go. Because I believe that nourishment is a conduit to clarity. So when we have all these different forms of nourishment in our lives, like I was saying, if it's the relationships or community or money or food, once we've filled those holes, we start to see and hear and experience life much more clearly. And then from there, we can make those great decisions or choose those next right actions for ourselves. Mm, that's so good. I love that. Um, so when it comes to your own life and your own experience and your own journey now, what would be the biggest, the, the biggest lesson that took you the longest to learn? I would say really creating work from the truth of who we are. So when I look back at the permutations of my business and my journey, when I first created my corporate wellness business, that was after my marketing agency, I was looking at the marketplace and I was looking at the white space. So I saw a gap and then I created a business for the gap instead of creating a business that maybe honored the gap and the truth of who I was and how I could really uniquely serve. But I was so focused. And I think this is partly my marketing background too, is so focused on what the opportunity was. I didn't ask myself if it was an aligned opportunity. And when I think back at my career and all the places where I've maybe like taken a hit or gotten a big lesson, it's always been about is this true for me? Is this authentic to me? So I would always say, looking at that first, as we're creating work or we're stepping into new opportunities, is this authentic and in alignment for you? And do you have some tools or just quick, a quick little roadmap or quick strategies for those that are listening that how they could do that just like simply starting today? Mm. Is it? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I have a couple of resources actually. So I have a, um, it's a free passion and purpose worksheet. So it helps you identify where your passion is, what your purpose might be by looking at where your gifts are, what you value, what you want to impact, um, where your assets are and what you need to really bring that to life. And so that's always a really beautiful place to start because we're looking at genius. We're looking at values. We're having that broader conversation of what we want our impact to be. And then I also have a digital course that basically helps people navigate this from start to finish. But that passion and purpose worksheet is really a a wonderful place to start the conversation because we start to look at the areas of our lives where things have really worked. And we look at the areas of our lives where we maybe have taken a misstep and then start to rejigger. I love that. And can you give us the link? Yes. Off the top of my head, I don't know it, but I'll give it to you to include in in the show notes. Yeah, no worries. We will make sure to add that into the show notes because I know that our, our, we love a freebie over in our community. Anything that we can just kind of start to get our hands like on and and into that, that we love that. Um, So I would love to know what is kind of next for you. I mean, I know that we are in this really unique and temporary time um, in, in our world. Um, and how is that starting to, or, or is it starting to change the way that you think and feel about showing up and, and, and where your business is going to go? Because I think that now more than ever, people need support and they need coaching and they need, um, they need a safe place to be able to really look inside themselves and start to shift those mindsets and those old stories and those limiting beliefs that obviously weren't, wasn't serving us because I feel like we are in this place because we couldn't do for ourselves what needed to be done. And so now it's like the the greater consciousness is is essentially doing it for us. Um, so yeah, what would be, you know, how are you kind of viewing that in your, not only in your own life, but in your own career and, and where that's going to go? I love your thoughts on this. And I love that you asked this question. I think it's beautiful and so important for us all to really sit right now and have these conversations with ourselves. So I think a lot of us are being being invited to take a sacred pause. So, you know, we'd all been moving so fast, the earth had been moving so fast, and we all needed this moment. And for many of us, it's coming with really big and hard lessons. People are losing their jobs, you know, freelancers are losing work, small businesses are being severely impacted. And you know, it's, it's a really uncertain time. And as an entrepreneur, you know, I know everything is uncertain for most of us, everything is uncertain, but that uncertainty is being dialed up because of everything that's happening around us. And so I think that there's an invitation to really reflect on the possibilities. Yes, of course, this is really challenging moment for us. And we need to, you know, figure out those right next steps and be in the tactics of how we kind of keep our life going. But then also that level of inquiry, that deeper layer of, you know, what's possible through all of this, because things are going to be different for sure. And how will we rumble with that difference? How will we show up even more fully, even more committed in that difference? And I think it's such an interesting, from a spiritual perspective, and I'm a very spiritual person, I think it's so interesting that, you know, the earth's lungs were suffering. We saw so much happening with the rainforest and in Australia, and now our lungs are suffering and we're being invited to come home. We're being invited to stay home in our homes. And really, I think that's also a metaphor of how do we come home deeper to ourselves? So, you know, I say that acknowledging the privilege that, you know, some of us, like we, we can't pause and we can't stop and we can't dig into that inquiry because we just have to keep going to keep the lights on. So I think it's really both pieces. It's how do we take the right actions and then also give ourselves space and time to reimagine possibilities and what our new future is going to look like. 
in, in your voice and in your message. I think it's also, I loved what you talked about how, you know, the earth's lungs were, were, you know, starting to get sick and now our lungs are, but now the earth's lungs are having a break. Like I've been reading all these news reports about how because we're staying in our homes, pollution levels have just started to drastically decrease in just a matter of, of a few short weeks. Isn't that wild? It's just, it's, it, yeah, it is just wild. Um, it doesn't take that long to pause and, 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 and to really take a moment to redirect. I think the pausing is huge here um, and staying in that. What are some other um, pieces of wisdom or strength or hope that you would have for those listening that, that feel the weight of the world on their shoulders right now and feel like there's no opportunity and, you know, they don't know how they're going to pay their bills and they don't know how they're going to feed their families. And they just, they're, they're in, they're so lost in the chaos of the unknown. They can't see what's ahead. Yeah. Such a beautiful question. I think it's so important right now to, to feel our feelings, whether that is fear, whether that's mourning and loss of the way the world was, but really allowing ourselves to deeply feel and understand what's behind that for us. I actually have another worksheet that I will send you a link to that I created last week for my community on just navigating fear and anxiety in this really uncertain time and how we can sort of prioritize our way forward and really scenario plans. I'm going to share that with you because it was such a helpful exercise for me and for those that I coach in my community too, because we're all just, you know, thrown for a loop right now. So I think it's really important to honor our feelings and be where we are. All those feelings are so valid. And then especially for those of us that have lost work, you know, small businesses or people in the service industry, um, leaning into community resources. So, you know, so many organizations like I'm in New York City and NYC.gov has resources for small businesses, you know, interest-free loans up to an X amount or people that have less than 10 employees. There's payroll benefits. So there are opportunities and support within our communities. And I think that's really important. So really honoring being where we are, figuring out what uh, resources there are to support us right now, and then having this conversation of possibility. So where can we go next? Why might this be occurring for us? And how can we turn this into an opportunity? How can we turn this into a way to redesign our life that is in greater support of us? But first and foremost, it's like, because that fear is so contagious, that anxiety is so contagious, we need to really rumble with that before we can go into the art of the possible. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for that. Um, what does influence mean to you? Influence means being able to, I think, take the truth of who we are and share it with people in a way that uh, activates them to positive action. Mm. And then what does continuing to show up and continuing to see you know, as, as life goes on and as, you know, this, this is not the first, um, trying circumstance that the world has ever had, and it won't be the last, mm -hmm. um, you know, what helps you the most through doing the work that you do and through coaching and through serving those who need it and supporting those who need it the most, how does that actually allow you to learn to keep showing up in the way that you do? So interesting. I believe we're all mirrors. And so sometimes people will come into sessions and they will share something or we'll be navigating something. I'm like, wow, this is deeply true for me too. And this is a lesson for me too. So I feel like we're always learning together. 
And the other thing that I'll say is these last few weeks, particularly, is my space has to be so clean to hold this container for people that are really navigating tough moments. And so I've been meditating extra. I've been trying to be so grounded. And I do this one particular meditation where I connect with my higher self. And so in this connection with my higher self, I always feel guided. I always feel supported. I always feel like I know where to go when I'm connecting in this way. And that's been such a beautiful outcome of this is I've been doing more and more of those meditations, allowing myself to be guided more. And I think it's literally the best thing that I can do to be in service right now. Oh, I love what you said. You just have to keep your space clean and clear for those. So clean and clear. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, well, Amina, thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your wisdom and your perspectives and your experience. And I know that it's going to offer so much strength and hope for those listening. And for anyone who felt connected by this conversation, please make sure to let myself and Amina know what you loved about this conversation. If you want to screenshot this episode, hashtag the influencer podcast, tag me at Jules Solomon and also tag Amina and let us know what your biggest takeaway was because we would love to see those and be able to connect with you guys and share those on our stories as well. Um, and then Amina, where can, where can people find you on Instagram to do that? And then obviously your website as well so they can learn more about those resources. And we will of course make sure to add the freebie links in the show notes as well. Beautiful. You can follow me on Instagram at Amina Altai. Spelling will also be in the show notes. And my website is aminaaltai.com. And Julie, thank you so much. It has been my honor and my joy to be here with you today and just be a part of this conversation. Thank you. Ah, oh, Thank you. It's been amazing. I appreciate it. All right. That is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at the influencer podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right. I will see you again. Same time, same place next week.